I'm the other white man. Chef Rock! <laughs> yeah! Woo! <laughs> Welcome to the Chef Rock and Friends show with my co-host, Chris. CJ. You're going by CJ, right? I'm going by CJ now. CJ. So, yes, I um, changed my name. You say, you know what? I'm like Diddy. I mean, That's one, one week I'm Diddy, I'm P. Diddy, I'm Puff Daddy. Now it's CJ. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ladies and gentlemen. It's CJ in the house. I like it. I like it. Welcome. Hey, we got a packed show today. I know. A lot of fun stuff. We got Andrea and Frank coming up in a minute. Talk about their new project. We got a new summer concert coming up. And we're going to hear all about that in just uh, just a second. I just want to let you know that we have an inner moment with Mike the Casing Guy coming up. Y'all know what casings are? Outside of the sausage. <laughs> in the inner moment, if we're you, sick. We're sick, baby. If you don't know, you will know. <laughs> we got celebrity chef Matt Antonovich. Cooked for like four presidents. Not at the same time. but <laughs> And then we have Nate uh, Oxenberger, who is, he was, uh, we just watched him the did, other night. Did we say his name correctly there? Augs, Augsburger. Okay, just that's what sure. I said. Augsburger. Okay. Did I say Augsburger? I didn't, I didn't want to mess his name. Augs, up. He's tough. Yeah, he's a rookie. I saw guy. man. He I saw that guy in action. He might knock. <laughs> you out. Him, but um, he might knock you out, brother. He, he could take me out in two seconds. Yeah. Uh, he's with the uh, San Diego Legion, a new rugby team, a major league rugby team, right here in San Diego. Ooh. Unbelievable game. Uh, it, was, I mean, yeah. it was a great game. It was a great game. Everyone's got to get out and see. Yeah, it. They it tons of fans. Tons of fans. Tons of excitement, and they wanted the last play of the game. That's what that was excited. unbelievable. Yes, absolutely, yeah, unbelievable. I, I was excited about that. You know, I was totally excited about it. That's my first rugby game. Well, I didn't even know the rules, but I was excited. But we learned. Yeah, we learned as we watched. I'm not gonna say I learned. I watched excited. I felt like Brockmeyer up there in the booth. I had no idea what I was talking I feel, about. I feel, I feel like a celebrity for once. Yeah, that's good. Well, let's get right to our new guest there in our studio for the first time. We have Frank Barone, Andrea. How are you guys? Very good. Very good. good morning. Yeah? Thank you. Excited. Let's talk about, real quick, uh, I know we have a project that we're all working on that's coming up this summer. Let's talk about it. Actually, we're Awakening Ministries Outreach, and we're an organization that reaches out into the community, tries to help people and meet needs according to uh, people's economical level, and we try to help in many ways. We give away food. We have... Uh, uh, or uh, groups that come in and help us uh, give tutoring classes. We go into the public schools, work with the youth, and we're going to have a concert this summer to raise funds to help continue our work and help promote education, higher education for youth through music. We want to put instruments in kids' hands. With the trouble we're having with kids today, we want to give them instruments and not guns. I agree, 100%. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. I want the teachers to have instruments. There you go. Right. There no, you guns, go. No, no guns, no guns. Andrea, now, yes. you're, you're a big-time administrator. <laughs> Mir, Mir, uh, Costa. Miracosta College. College. And, I don't uh, work for Miracosta, but I... Miracosta. Yes. That's right, because so, uh, when we met, you had a beautiful campus. That's where the concert's going to be. Yes. Tell us about uh, dates, times, all that fun all stuff. All right. So the concert is called Awakening um, Coastal Jazz Outreach. It is going, I'm sorry, 
Awakening Coastal Jazz. Mm-hmm. It's going to be July the 28th at 6 p.m. on the outdoor, right near the clock tower. Beautiful, naturally amphitheater. Beautiful place. Beautiful place. We're expecting about 1,500 people. Um, featured artists will be Jonathan Butler. Unbelievable. Oh, wow. Yes, unbelievable. With local talent, um, it is to promote higher education for children. Um, there will be four tiers of tickets, $100 is VIP. You get a one-on-one with the amazing. That's right. I'll be, I'll be there cooking it up. That's the right. VIP. VIP. Right. We're not going to discuss the menu. It's going to be surprise. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise, right. surprise. So you get VIP. That includes valet parking. There's only about 200 of those, so you got to come get those get early. Quick. How do they get them? You get them online. You go to awakeningconcert.org. And there's a link, and you click on that link, and you'll have $100, $75, $50, and $25, which is the lawn seating. Um, and so you can also visit Miracosta College website as well and buy tickets that way. That's right. And you just launched a new website today. Mm-hmm. So yes, you could yeah. actually go get tickets now because they will go fast. Yes, Frank, we went to the concert. I remember we went to uh, at, at uh, a winery in uh, Temecula. We love Jonathan Butler. He's yeah. a great artist from South Africa. He's a two-time Grammy-nominated artist mm-hmm. and just a wonderful man and gives a great show, great performance. It's going to be one heck of a summer concert. Yeah, we're excited. One that's going to be memorable and ongoing. Yes, we're starting actually launching this year a five-year plan that will uh, lead into a two-day jazz, wine, and food festival, again, to raise funds to continue uh, support for kids in the elementary schools well, in Oceanside. That's going to be awesome. we got about 30 seconds left. Andrea, any last words? Come out, come fun, come ready to have fun. It's outdoor, relax, bring your lawn chairs, bring your joyous heart, and most of all, bring your pocketbook. That's right, because it's, it's a family affair. That's right. Family affair. Bring the family. It's not just an, it's not an adult, an adult uh, shindig. It's, it's open. For the whole family. For the whole family. It's open. Well, I want to thank you guys. I just want to also mention that you will be with us again on Mother's Day so we can talk a little Ooh. more in depth. All right. I want to thank you guys for coming out. Hey, coming up next, we got an entered moment with Mike, the casing man. You don't don't want to miss that. No, that's going to be fun. (laughs) 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 Casing. Welcome back to the Chef Rock and Friends Show with CJ, my co-host. That's right. CJ. How you doing, brother? I'm good, brother. I can't complain, man. It's all good, right? I'm good, man. You ready yeah. to learn about casings a little I, more? I need to know more about casings, man. Well, you're all, you're all ready, actually. A lot of people are loving this segment, man. It's called An Innered Moment with Mike, the casing man. Hey, Mike. Mike on the line? Uh, is the, oh, he didn't call in? the heck is wrong with Mike the casing guy? Oh, my God. I guess he's uh, having some problems with his casing. Did you call, call Mike the casing guy? He's supposed to be on the phone here with me. I just spoke with him. Here. Jay, call him. What the heck is going on here? So the heck is going on? So, hey, that was... 
Are you going to come to the concert? Yeah, man. I didn't know anything about it till like right now. We, you know, I, I, I heard about it. You know what I saying? hate to put you on the spot. I, I, no, I, I wish you would have told me about it, man. Yeah. So I could, uh, no, he's supposed to be on the air right now. So I could buy some tickets, man, and make some. That's a good cause, man. I definitely want to put instruments and not guns in it, it's, a, it's a great cause, yeah. and it's something that I think uh, a lot of people don't realize that uh, with all these new budget cuts... Yeah, so you know what? Kids- yeah, decreased taxes. I don't want to get political, but a lot of these, uh, you know, because my wife Janice is in the uh, education business. Right, right. All these programs are getting cut. Yeah, and then music, they, and they wonder why kids are carrying guns because yeah. guns are cheaper to get. Yeah, it's I was easy gonna to say, get, you know it's easier saying? to play. You know, yeah, exactly. We don't and we don't need teachers having guns either, man. That's Heck just ridiculous. No. You know, get rid uh, of that idea. There don't need head. to be. There don't need to be any guns in school. If there's guns in school, it's a security officer or a police officer. On I campus. have no problem with that. And that's and that's all we have. So that's, we got that's Mike the casing guy back on the so, line. So Mike's on the line now. Hey, Mike. Welcome, Mike. Hey, how are you? Good. You forget about us or what? Were you stuffing sausage? No, I was just waiting, waiting. Um, Yeah, I'll tell you a little bit about casing. Casing is the third oldest international business. It's thousands of years old, behind tea and spices. There were ships years ago going around the Mediterranean with casing. It's preserved in salt. It will last two years without refrigeration if it's preserved in salt. They used to use it to, because they didn't have refrigeration. That's how they preserved meat. That's right. Um, all over the world, people have their own type of sausage. Believe it or not, the largest sausage factory in the world is in China. And uh, I never see any Chinese casing on the menu in Chinese restaurants. I haven't either, Chris. Have you? I've never been to a Chinese restaurant. Actually. Get out! No. Uh oh, that's I, a whole other show. <laughs> yeah. That's another show. So why I'm is calling that? Calling out to all the Chinese restaurants and Chinese restaurant owners: put your sausage on the menu. I can sell you the casing. Yes. I'll show you how to stuff it. Americans will love it. Believe it or not, Chinese China bakes the best bread too. Manchuria, they eat more bread than rice. It's delicious. The man. Have a Chinese deli. You go in, you get your uh, Chinese sausage sandwich. They put the Chinese sausage on the Manchurian bread. Oh, nice. Some peppers and onions and Chinese spices. It will be delicious. Mike, you just came up with a whole new concept for a restaurant. I know. I know. I, I, I mean, I love Chinese sausage, but you never see it in a Chinese restaurant. Maybe they think Americans won't like it, but at home they make it all the time. They eat it every day. But you know, it's funny that that they actually got into the business of casings when they don't even sell it in their own country. Right, right. Well, they, like I said, they make a lot of sausage in China. We just don't have it in our restaurants here. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought it was in China. <laughs> they made it. In the, they're just like no, giving it they, away. They, they, they eat a lot of sausage. Yeah. Well, I mean, all over the world. I mean, Turkey, you know, they make sausage. They put it in a sheep casing. It's got a lot of curry in it. Um, you know, uh, I'll tell you a little bit about um, the preparation of, of the casing. Basically, um, casing is the small intestine of the pig, mostly. Also, the small intestine uh, of, of the sheep. And... The casing company cleans it out, and what comes out is a, something called mucosa, and we sell that to the pharmaceutical industry, and they take the number one selling drug in the world called heparin out of the mucosa. When you get an IV in the hospital, 
the heparin in your IV, which is a byproduct of our industry, is what prevents the clotting. Unbelievable. Did you know that, Chris? I, I didn't know that. Most people probably do not know that. That's an interesting then fact. they take what's left of the mucosa and they sell it to the cosmetics industry and they make lipstick out of it. Get so out. lipstick and heparin are a byproduct of our industry. And of intestines. We should do the top 10 casing facts. Top 10 you know casing facts. Next show, Mike. Yeah. Top 10 okay. casing facts. Hey, we're going to have to take a break. Mike, we yes. thank you. We're going to talk You're to you welcome. next week. Remember, a day without sausage is a day without sunshine. I like that, doctor. <laughs> we'll be right back after this break where I'm going to be cooking up some, some shrimp. No, no sausage. <laughs> Chinese casing sausage. <laughs> The superstitious. Who sings that? Stevie Wonder. Oh, I just thought I wouldn't let you let him sing it. Yeah, Stevie Wonder right, says that, right? Wonder. Oh, he's, he's my favorite. I love Stevie Wonder. <laughs> I, just don't want, I just don't want you butchering his song. No, that's I'm not going to lie. That's all I'm doing. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I didn't know my audio was on. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm hungry. It's it's cooking time on Let's the Chef Rock and Friends show with Let's CJ. That's the best part of the show. I'm going to do a shrimp bruschetta. Shrimp. It's kind of an appetizer dish. All right. And it uh, goes a, like a little like this. Go a little uh, in a hot turbo pot. I remember with turbo pot, I got the heat sink on the bottom of the pan so you capture all the gas. I turned this thing on two seconds ago, it's already hot. And you know how I'm gonna tell how it's hot? I'm gonna put in some fresh garlic. Look at that, two seconds, a lot of garlic. Put that right in there. Oh, can you smell that already, Chris? That smells delicious. Woo! Man. Now I'm gonna use a dry herb. When you use a dry herb, it's very concentrated. Right. You don't need as much. I'm going to just squeeze it between my fingers, releasing some of the oils in there. You say dry herb? Dry herb. Okay. A dry herb. I'm going to go with some shrimp. Not just any shrimp. I'm going with Marina Del Rey, wow. wild-caught, wow. Argentinian wow. shrimp. Look at the size of these. I'll tell you what. These are the most incredible shrimp you're ever going to use. You'll never use another shrimp again. They're wild caught, which means they're, you know, they're they're eating what's out in the ocean. Right. Right? All natural. Yeah. All natural. No yeah. farm raised. I don't like, I don't know farm raised. I don't know what they're feeding them. You see the pack here. They're, I, there's only one place you can get these in San Diego, and it's worth a trip. Oh. Sam's Club. Oh, Sam's Club. Go to Sam's Club, okay. Marina Del Rey, in the, in the frozen section. This is a two-pound bag, 1620s. You see the size of these, right? Yeah, they're big. Guess what? Seven ninety nine a pound. Oh, that's good, man. That's awesome. You can't find that anywhere else. So I got these little bad boys cooking up. And while that's cooking, I'm going to hit a little salt and pepper. I like to grind it on. So this is an appetizer dish? An appetizer dish, my uh -huh. friend. A little bit of salt. Don't need a lot. So you know what? You got friends coming over. You don't know what to make. You got some ingredients in the house. Get you some Just toss these right in here. So while these are cooking... 
I will deglaze that with a little balsamic vinegar in a little bit. I want to show you what I got over here in the bowl. I got some Roma tomatoes. I removed all the seeds. I placed those in there. I'm going to go with some onion, sweet onion, black Greek olives pitted. Wow. Put those right in. Artichoke that has been cooked, the hearts, and just dice those up. You took the hearts out of the artichokes? And some fresh basil. So I'm going to blend this all together. Whew. Yeah. Nice and easy like that. You see the shrimp? They cook up like pink. These taste like lobster. Really? I mean, I, I've never had shrimp like this. The best part, they're peeled, the veined, and butterflied. All the work's done for you. Oh, so and they got a thing they call IQF, which is individually quick frozen. So when you grab a pack, say I only want to make enough for one, you pull those out. That's easy. And the rest stay in the freezer. You don't That's have to it. defrost the whole bag. That's awesome. So I'm going to place these over here like that. I'm going to deglaze a little balsamic vinegar. When you say the glaze, it's going to, it's a liquid placed into a hot pan. You can pull up all those goodies. See that? Ooh, now you're going to get a big, strong vinegar smell. But that's what these are. It's a vinegar-infused appetizer. So I have these. I'm just going to turn those over so they all get coated. I'm going to place all these great ingredients right in the pan. And this goes a long way, my friend. I'm going to toss this up. You can do a cold. You can do a hot. That's the magic of this dish. Yeah. It's anything your little hot desires. It smells, and it smells real good, man. Chris, you like a little heat, right? I love heat, man. Uh, you know, hot there's, sauce. There's, there's a ton of hot sauces out there, but I, I, I love know, it. I like I don't Cholula. Know why you asked me that. I mean, because I like it because it's a little heavier. It's not a vinegar base. Plus, okay. I got vinegar in there. So I put it in at the end. And I'll tell you what. I got some rustic bread over here. I like putting this all in a bowl, serve it up that way, yeah. and let people just kind of grab out what they want. I'm going to turn this off. Whew, that smells good. So you just kind of place a little on there, grab one of those big bad boy shrimps. I'd love to see you cook, man, because you look so happy it's when so, you uh, Do I? Uh, really? Yeah, I, mean, I love it, man. You, you know what it does? It brings back family memories. Yeah. And that's what I like. Food should bring back those kind of memories. Well, I, I don't want to bring back my family memories because when, <laughs> when we were little, we didn't have much food. So hey, you know, you know what? what I'm Our family didn't either, <laughs> but we I mean? made it work. But uh, no, absolutely. You know, we had a we had a great childhood. It doesn't matter how much you have, as long as you have family and love. But I, I love watching. You know what? Man. You just said it right there. It's yeah. Family and love. Yeah. And this food is what we're is trying love. to do with our show. Food is love. Man. Share. Yeah, absolutely. Share. When we come back, we got Chef Matt Antonovich. Celebrity chef, I should say. He's unbelievable. Just stay tuned, my friends, while we eat. <laughs> Chris, I got some for you, baby. I got you. Looking good. Yeah. Look at that. Now you just build those up. Woo. When I was a little bitty boy, my grandmother bought cute little toy silver bells hanging on a string she told me it was my ding-a-ling-a-ling -ling. I'm, I'm confused on this music today you know who it is I'm, 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 I'm a lost Chuck Berry is this Chuck Berry my ding-a-ling come on wow. I want 
I just want to do a little throwback. Hey, uh, thank you. Well, welcome back to the Chef Rock and Friends show. My co-host, CJ. How you doing, buddy? Hey, what's going on, man? Yeah, that dish smelled good, huh? Smelled delicious, man. It looks well, delicious, man. Let me tell you what. The, our next guest, he could throw down some food. This guy is incredible. Incredible. Matt Antonovich. All right. Celebrity chef. So this guy's cooked for five presidents. Wow. And he's, uh, he was on uh, the, the, uh, the board of directors for uh, American Culinary Federation, C, uh, ACF, right. which is huge. Uh, he's been in, cooking all over the world, doing all kinds of development work. Really? He's an incredible, and he's also a friend of mine. We played football together in high school. So we went to Johnson and Wales wow. together. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, Chef Matt Antonovich. How you doing, buddy? Good, good morning, good. Chef Rock and crew and everybody CJ. out there. Good morning, good morning. How you guys doing? Great now. You're in, we're doing fantastic. Uh, you're in Dallas right now, right? I am. I'm in uh, Highland Park, Dallas, uh, staying at a friend's, uh, friend's place, uh, which is one of the most expensive pieces of real estate ever sold in t- Dallas. I can't tell you who it is because that's how it goes, but I'm on a... 25-acre estate, and uh, it was de- de- designed in the 40s by one of these can you famous give us, Can you give us a hint? So I'm sitting here in a fabulous <laughs> setting. Uh, the only place I'd rather be besides here is sitting here watching you cook fish and uh, uh, be there with you guys, but I guess this is second best, right? We're going to have to get your butt out here. That's all. Yeah. Or we could sure. come or we could come there and do a show. Yeah, we come there. I'm, I'm okay with that. We won't <laughs> say the guy's name or girl. I don't know who it is, you know? Yeah, sure. That's Absolutely. cool. Well, we, Rock, Chef Rock and I, you know, you know that you and I have a lot of plans to do some cooking together. And Definitely. Sharing all the stuff that you're working on, and and I'll be sharing my stuff with you, so I look forward to that down the road for sure. No, this is great. I know, uh, Chris, uh, you, were you uh, curious about how we cooked for five presidents? Yeah. I was like, that's, I am that's, too. That's, that's a nice experience. And so did you, tra- yeah, so, did you, you transition know, from one to the other? In, uh, in the last couple of presidencies, but um, uh, I'm celebrating my 40th anniversary this year, 2018, uh, as a professional chef. I've cooked for four decades, 40 years, and of course, uh, Chef Rock and I went to high school together, and then we both went to the same culinary school and graduated together in, in 1978. And, Obviously, he didn't do uh, too well in class. I went to school to pay for school <laughs> on the weekends, and my first job professional job was at the Hotel Sinesta in Hartford, Connecticut, and I was just turned 18. And we had three Portuguese chefs. They were brothers, and they ran the hotel. And they also ran the Hotel Sinesta in New Orleans, so they were ultra-talented. Back in the 70s, the chefs came from Europe, and they they had a two-year deal to get a green card. So these guys came over, and they worked really hard and eventually got their green cards. Well, one morning early, Gerald Ford was running through the streets of Hartford, Connecticut, and decided he was going to do an a unscheduled breakfast stop. And so he was staying at the hotel with security, and we got the call from the CIA and the FBI. And uh, unfortunately for the three Reese brothers chefs, they didn't have green cards. So oh. the FBI and CIA took me into the <laughs> office, and I thought I was getting in trouble for something. Right. Asked me for my ID. I had it, and they said... Uh, the Reese brothers had to leave the hotel, literally, wow. and uh, you're next in line, and uh, you need to cook the president's breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> so what did he have? So uh, <laughs> he had poached eggs, he had, uh, he had whole wheat toast, and then he wanted granola. So I actually 
just whipped up a batch of like homemade granola the first time in my life. I never even made it. Had an old book and pulled out the, uh, the ingredients and made granola. And so Gerald Ford was very healthy with his diet. So, oh, cool. uh, you know, before I knew it, I put my head up and I got secret ser- security in the kitchen with me watching every step I made. And uh, uh, I called my mom a few hours later and she said, son, do you know what you've just done? I said, what, am I in trouble, mom? She goes, no, you just cooked for the president of the United States. <laughs> so I was 18 years old. So wow. um, I go in the dining room and you can't get to the president, but you can see him. So he kind of gave me the head nod, which is cool. Afterwards, the Secret Service came to me, and back then, they gave you a bunch of packs of presidential cigarettes and matches. No kidding, with really? With the presidential logo, you know? That was the goodie so, package? I, I wish I could find them. But anyway, so that was, you know, I was 18 years old, and Chef Rock, when you and I went to Johnson & Wales, you know, one of the things our instructors uh, asked us to do was put down your, your lifetime goals, you know? So one of mine was to cook for a president of the United States. Um, and, you know, kind of laughing at the goal, and one was to go work in Europe, which I did later, too. But 40 years later, I've cooked for five United States presidents. And so from 78, I moved to California, and I was at the Century Plaza Hotel in 1981. And Ronald Reagan got elected, and it was his inaugural dinner. So, I, you know, my first week on the job, I was working around the clock, poaching 24 quail, Wow. And stuffing them with black and white Arlequin truffles and glazing them and slicing them and putting them on presidential plates. Wow, that's cool. Hey, Matt, we're going to have to take a little quick. Hate to interrupt you. Hey, Matt, we're gonna take a, we got to take a little break, commercial break. Got to pay the bills. And uh, we're going to be back with uh, Chef uh, Matt Antonovich in a, in a couple minutes. Hang tight. we got a whole other segment with you, baby. I love this music. I understand this music. For the last one, I didn't get it. baby. You, you want a disco guy? Nah. Me and Matt were. I bet Me and Matt were. went out. Club Lawrence, Hartford. Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> hey, welcome back to the Chef Rock and Friends show. I'm Chef Rock. I'm CJ. Yeah, and we're with celebrity chef Matt Antonovich. Matt, sorry, I had, to, I had to interrupt you on, uh, on your, in your history lesson that you were giving us on your, your your biography but hey that that music takes us back right yeah uh, yeah sure does it's, that's the sound the blue goose yeah the blue goose the blue goose the blue goose was like this i don't know it was like a like a a, a fort in the middle of a cornfield that we used to go party at i don't know yeah. who named it or how it got to be but anyway so matt you were you were telling us i had to jump off yeah there for sorry minute. uh you know, we could probably do a whole show just on on that. So I'll, I'll speed up the uh, the five times I've cooked. For That's the okay. We got we got four and a half minutes with you now. Yeah. <laughs> so we left off at when I was 21. I moved to California from Connecticut and cooked at the uh, Century Plaza Hotel for Ronald Reagan's uh, inaugural celebration in '81. And then, if you remember, when they shot him, they you know he was hidden. They thought he was at the Reagan Ranch, but he was actually hidden on the 17th floor of the Century Plaza Hotel, and FBI and Secret Service ran the 16th floor. Huh. And uh, a chef from Dijon, France, and I cooked for him for three months through his recovery every night for dinner. No kidding. And so wow. we were literally behind the doors every night cooking for him and Nancy. And so, you know, you name it, Russian dignitaries would come, and, you know, it was pretty exciting. 
And then wow. I got to do his 85 second inaugural uh, celebration dinner for another 4,000. I think Frank Sinatra song and one <laughs> okay. year Mike, Michael Jackson song. So it was pretty big. <laughs> and then 87, uh, moved to Louisville, Kentucky, and I got invited to the White House for uh, George Bush Sr. We did the pictures. I got on the plane, and I'm sitting next to my college uh, one of our classmates that graduated a year ahead of us, I, I'm sitting next to Emeril Lagasse. Oh, know? Emmy. And he was representing the state of, uh, uh, you know, Louisiana, uh, New Orleans, and I was representing Kentucky, and we flew to the White House uh, to take pictures, uh, and we're on the White House lawn with 50 chefs, one from every state in the union, and uh, so I'm with Emeril, which was huge. Uh, our event got canceled, so that was kind of like, oops, almost cooked for George Bush, <laughs> eighty-seven, and then at the uh, century at the uh, Bel Air Hotel in Los Angeles, I cooked uh, dinner for Nixon and Carter had dinner together. Really, and uh, that was an interesting story because huh. they thought Jimmy Carter was, you know, a peanut farmer and not very sophisticated. And uh, those guys drank probably the mo- some of the most expensive wines we ever had in our cellar. So wow. <laughs> that was really a lot of fun. And then two thousand three, I had a chance to cook for. Um, when I ran the Colorado Convention Center, uh, I cooked for uh, Mr. Clinton, and when he was out Bill of office, Clinton. and he was raising funds for his Clinton organization. And uh, I'm a Republican, so I was raised a Democrat, so I like both parties, just to let everybody know. But I tell That's you good. what, that guy can work a room, and uh, you know he still has his charm. He's very so charismatic. I've been blessed for 40 years to be able to, you know, have that opportunity, being a, a small kid from East Hartford, Connecticut. Chef Rock, where you and I grew up, and and being able to travel the world and, and being in those circles was really kind of like the, the Emmys for a chef, you know. Did you ever get a chance to talk to the presidents personally, or they just had a liaison? Well, it's really funny. You know what's a good story? Because Clinton had a heart attack, and so I had to do heart-healthy food for him, and because he worked the room for four hours, his food expired. So Secret Service said to me, you've got to go re- remake his food. You know, he hadn't eaten. So they said, go, go make his food. We'll, we'll have uh, some of our people come down because they have to watch you cook the food. So I remade his food, and they go, you got to take it to the limo. So I take his lunch box, healthy food, to the limo at, with Secret Service CIA, and um, we're sitting in the limo, and i got four guys sitting there with me, and they're like, when the president gets in the car, do not lunch for him. Keep your hands down. If he asks you for the food, hand it to him. If he shakes your hand, shake his hand, but do not lean forward. So wow. I'm in the car for about 15 minutes and trying to joke with these Secret Service guys. And I'll tell you, they were men in black. And they had no they didn't, they didn't, they didn't look at you. Right? <laughs> so anyway, the door opens. Clinton comes in the limo. I'm sitting in the limo, and he's face-to-face with me in the limo because you got to get in, right? Literally, I'm like five inches from his face. He's deep red because <laughs> he's been working the room. He sits down, he says, reads my lapel, says, Chef Antonovich, thank you so much for, or shakes my hand for feeding me my lunch. Can you tell me what I'm having here? I really appreciate you doing something special. So I'm sitting in a limo with with, with, with uh, President Clinton. That was pretty close. You that know? was pretty awesome. cool. That was awesome. Did you guys go cruising after that? <laughs> no, we, no. Didn't uh, go for a ride or nothing? Uh, you know, I, uh, I know a good place thing. where all the babes <laughs> are. <laughs> yeah, I didn't ask him where he was going with the box lunch, but, you know, that's his. He, he just told you to get out. He said, thank that's you for right. your lunch yeah. to get out. They did, literally. Like, hey, Matt, I'll have to say that, you know, uh, 
both our careers have been, you know, a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to have to have you back on the show. Uh, we're out of time right now. You know, full house today. Uh, but I want to thank you for coming on. We'll, we'll have you on again because, I mean, it. I know you've you got a lot of stories. It's awesome story. Absolutely. Man. Thank you so much, and, and uh, I look forward to cooking with you on the I'm, show. I'm going to call you right now so I can, you can tell me where you stand. So I'm going to give you a call right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Gotcha. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Take care. We, have, have thank you, day. buddy. Thank when you. we come back, San Diego Legion, Nate Augsburger. Nate. Nate. That's what I said, Nate. No, I'm just saying. I'm saying his say name, Nate. Bro. I'm Nate, bro. You can just see us right now. Everybody's bobbing their head. <laughs> That's right. Welcome back to the Chef Rock and Friends show. I'm Chef Rock. Hey, I'm Chris C.J. Johnson. I'll tell you what, our next guest, man, we watched this guy in action. Guy kicks some booty. I was impressed, man. I was impressed. Now, we played football. We had helmets, pads, yeah. all that stuff. These guys, like, bare ass on the phone. <laughs> They're just, like, running into each other. Hey, hey at full speed, too, man. Full I, head-on. I, I mean, I know they try not to do head-on-head, but I saw some guys get their bell rock. man. I was like, wow. You can always tell it's a rough sport when, at the end of the game, guys are wearing bandages and ice packs, just about everybody, except yeah. Nate. I think Nate was a tough... Tough guy out there. Everyone was yeah, tough on your you got team. Personal doctors, right? Each one of the players. Yeah, yeah, so they yeah. Can treat we, you we, something like that. Something <laughs> like that. So Nate, tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Uh, I'm born and bred Minneapolis, Minnesota. So I'm a Midwesterner. I went to the University of Minnesota out there. Um, played college rugby. Played high school rugby. Um, after I finished uh, college, I actually moved out to San Diego, and I was here for an 18 month period. I was with the USA Sevens team, um, and then I was cut cut from that team, moved out to New York City, played club rugby out there, found my way back into the USA team, right. uh, was a part of that team from 2015 leading up to Rio Olympics. Oh, you were in the Olympics. I ended up getting selected as a traveling reserve Okay. Um, for nice. that, moved back to New York City, and, uh, you know, had this brilliant opportunity to come out and play rugby for the San Diego Legion, so I moved out here in January. Oh, okay. So I'm back, baby. You're back! Coast to coast. <laughs> and you're in a great place. I am, I am. So this is a new team. San brand Diego new legend. Brand new. We are we are creating our own thing here, and it's it's pretty special. There's a lot of fans involved in that. At the game is a lot of people there. I was surprised. I know we're doing a great job. I mean, we have probably one of the best setups, one of the best stadiums in the competition. Yeah, which is, which helps, you know. So yeah. now it's major league rugby. I mean, is this a new league? Yes, it is because I I had never heard of a so, rugby league before like this. At this, this is this is the second is attempt big. at like an an inaugural um, professional rugby league in the United States of America. So, how many teams are there around the country? There are seven teams in this competition for this season, um, and next season there's an, expect to be maybe two to three teams added in, which could be. You know, maybe like East Coast team or okay. you know other teams, other places in the country, but primarily, you know, um, Texas is about as far east as we go right now, and then there's a few teams up on the West Coast side. So you were the captain of this of this past game, right? Are you, yes. are you the captain of the team, or just um, uh, I am the captain of the team. Awesome, yeah. man! Awesome. So let me ask you a question: What's the pressure like on the field? I mean, I, I understand football. You, 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 I saw you talking to the ref a couple of times. Do they call them refs, or what do they call them? Yeah, they, they they're refs. They're, they're referees. Refs? Okay. You call them sir in the game, though. Okay. I heard so a few you, other you names the, out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You want other names? <laughs> we try. We try and be cordial. You know, we yeah. call them sir. You know, if you have a question, you say sir. But um. 
Yeah, I mean, in a, in a game like the one that you guys got to see this week, this past weekend, um, as a leader, you just want to, you know, make sure you're keeping guys believing that we're still in the game because right. some things, Cause like were, most sports, things don't go your way. Yeah, absolutely. And you got to you got to manage the expectation. And you were down at one point that you kept coming back. They score, you score. So let me ask you a question. At one point in the game, I was like, they start, they kicked, they just stopped in the middle, grabbed the ball, and they kicked the extra field goal or something like that. So yeah. I was like, well, how come we can't do that? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. So what was that? A penalty kick or So a- so what happened was in, in open play, you can attempt to kick for the post at any time. It's called a drop goal. Okay. And it, it, From wherever you are in the field. Wherever you are on the field, if you feel like you can get it. You go for it. Um, in that particular situation, their team elected to do that because we're up by one point. Okay. Um, they hit the drop goal, so they went up like, by four, which means we had to score a try to win the game, and there's only like three minutes left. Four so try is like a touchdown. Try is like a touchdown. touchdown. You get five points for that and two points for the conversion, similar to like a, a field goal conversion. But you don't just cross the line. You actually physically got to put the ball down? You physically cross that line and put that ball down. Like a rollerball. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's mm-hmm. boom. You got to put it down. That so, was exciting to watch. Yeah. So in that particular moment, they went up by four points, which might have been smart at the time for them. And I, I personally reminded our team that I thought they had made a mistake because okay. – they were going to allow us to kick off and put them deep in their mm. own territory where if they make a mistake, you we'd can. have a chance to win the game. Also, my, my plan would have backfired because I was like, why don't we just do that every time? <laughs> every time. <laughs> that was my three plan. Three now, three I was thinking about three. calling you and saying, look, bro, kick it every time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, obviously, I would have been fired. I wouldn't be kicking <laughs> That's why me so and you are not in that that's, game. That's why yeah. I don't play rugby. <laughs> that's right. We're a little big for rugby. <laughs> no, those guys are big and strong down there. Well, that, that's look, what part look, of what I said, big and strong. being a smaller player on the team, how do you handle that pressure and how the, that physicality of the game? I mean, you, you definitely got to be tough. Um, so you're tough. I, you're yeah, tough. I, I so, mean, so for I've, the record, he's tough. He's tough. I, we I've watch this guy tough you know, go through head on with you. Yeah, guys. yeah. I, I'm tough. You know, they nicknamed me the wide body. You know, I'm, I'm out here. I'm built. You know, I'm yeah. ready for the contact. No girly muscles. You're really big. Yeah. Come yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> so taking up two chairs in here. Yeah. So, but you know, I, I'm I'm smart as well. Yeah. I, I use my quickness to make sure I'm not getting hit directly. I don't want to get teed up out yeah. there. I want to no, be I moving around. I want to be using my size to my advantage. Awesome. So, when did you start playing rugby? I mean, um, I, it's not like a thing you have at high schools, do they? Yeah, they do they have do it now? at high schools, and actually now, especially in the San Diego rugby community, which a couple of our players are coaches in in the youth right. development teams and stuff. Um, they start as as young as eight now. Uh, when I was growing up. Um, I'm 28 now, so you can put it in perspective. I played in my first organized, like, actual game when I was 11. It was like watching, you know, first-year soccer players run around right. and chase the ball all yeah. at the same time, you know. Um, but that's when I really started learning the game, and my dad played. So I'm, I'm a second oh, generation. No okay. Yeah, my dad's American, so he was a, he's an American rugby player, and I'm a second-generation American rugby player. I used to go to Rob Field probably about 30 years ago and watch – the go. international league it wasn't really a league, I guess. Well, it was because teams came from other countries. Right. And it was just on the open field there, Rob Field in Point Loma. And I lived over in that area, and I'd go watch the game. i go, wow, man, this is one tough – I've heard of rugby, of course, and I never played it. Well, I, I shouldn't say that. I played a little for fun, Augie um, – a little, uh, what do they call it? Australian. Australian Austra- rules. Aussie rules. Aussie yeah. rules. Yeah. I got my butt kicked. Don't drink beer and play uh, raw Aussie rules. <laughs> That's what I say. Hey, when we come back, we're going to have more with uh, Nate Augsburger from the San Diego Legion. You say his name right? Augsburger. I'll just make a short, messing bro. with me, bro. Just messing with you, bro. I'll change your name back to the common man. <laughs> <laughs> The 
you remember this song, right? It's a wide variety of music today, bro. I, I, I actually <laughs> went very eclectic. I looked at my list afterward. I'm like, wow, that's crazy, man. I'm going to start working with the music people. You know what this is? Nah. Edgar Winter Group, Frankenstein. Oh, absolutely. Great stuff. Absolutely. I had an 8-track player. We have to sneak in oh, the Oh, 8-track? 8-track. I was in diapers, bro. Oh, okay, well. <laughs> Sorry, man. I, I thought you were older than that. No. Okay. Well, welcome back to the Chef Rock and Friends show. I'm okay. Chef Rock. I'm Chris C.J. Johnson. Oh, Thank no, you, you added some extra stuff to that. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, I, I, I told you. Diddy, P. Diddy, Puff Daddy. Okay, you can I'm, change. I'm, I'm changing, bro, as, we, as the long day goes on. As long as you don't go to a symbol. I might, I might. Would that work next you week? Can but pull that good. print stuff on but me? It'd be, but it'd be real silent. All right. So it'd be silent. All right. <laughs> well, uh, we are very honored to have the captain of the San Diego Legion Major League Rugby team, Nate Augsburger. Nate. It's pretty amazing. I, 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 oh, when athletes come in, I'm always amazed on how they choose the sport that they end up in because were you a great you're probably a good athlete all around you play baseball in high school and all that kind of stuff yeah i played um yeah multiple different sports i played football basketball um from minnesota i wrestled so that oh, was, i was a wrestler you know, i used to wrestle and then i did play baseball until uh that unfortunately came to a screeching halt when rugby was in the spring and baseball was in the spring so uh, I had to pick. baseball had to go yeah so you like rugby more yeah yeah I, so being a professional so. being a professional rugby player What's it like? I mean, does you have to have a second job, or is this your main job, or does it pay well? I mean, what's the, what's the what's the career like being a rugby player? Yeah, so with it with it being a new league, obviously there's a there's a few different levels. So um, each team is is in an area where there's a solid group of what we'd call like associate players. So right. guys who are still working, yeah, um, who work during the day and they make sure they make as many sessions as they can. They contribute to the team, and they're probably the most important level of guys on the team right gotcha. now at this gotcha. point. Um, and then there's guys who are full-time players like myself. So okay. I'll, I will, I'm doing rugby full-time until the season's over. Um, and then when the season's over, there'll be a small break, and then we'll have another season that's going to start up. So the inaugural season was actually smashed into a smaller eight-game season with a two-game right. playoff. Okay. And uh, that kind of changed the landscape where next season – it's intended to have, I think, like upward 12 games. It'll be right. a longer season. Obviously, you'll have to be a bit more, you know, if you're a full-time player, a bit more invested. Okay. So right now, you know, um, I'm doing this full-time. I love it. I it's love not the, a bad, It's not a bad living? No, nah, no, it's not bad. Um, we have a really good setup out here in San Diego. Okay. Um, I know the club, the, the teams are different all across the board, but in San Diego, you know, the people up in the front office have done a really good job. That's awesome. So the championship's going to be here uh, when the when the season's That's over, right. so you guys hope to be in there. Hey, we want to be in there. We want to be in the ship. That's yeah. for sure. So what's that? What's that, what's that called? And how is there a playoff system? Is there or just uh, how many teams are involved in the championship? So by the end of the season, just based on you know a table with record, bonus points, etc., um, there'll be four teams. Okay, and it'll be straight semis and then straight finals. So. Awesome. Um, yeah, and then the final, um, which you know, call it a championship. Okay. That, you know, that's what we call. You know, grand final is what they might call it other places in the world, right. but it's it's going to be the championship. So we're hoping to be in that, and if we do, we got a home field advantage. So how good? I was just going to say, you, you know, know that turf. Yeah. Tell us uh, where where that is, because a lot of people don't know. Uh, USD was... Torero Stadium. Great stadium. Beautiful very nice stadium. stadium. Plenty of parking. Very nice stadium. That was easy to get in and out. Not a problem parking. Yeah, you're right. And uh, even though I got directed the wrong way, but that's all right. That's I, had to, okay. I had to walk a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's uphill. Yeah. 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 It's up on a hill. Yeah. 
I knew, I knew, we know the back way in yes. now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, do you have kids, Nate? Uh, no, no. So, you let your kids play rugby? You want your kids to play rugby as well? If you yeah, have kids? yeah, I'd let my kids play rugby. Because football right now is like there's a lot of issue with the concussions and people not wanting their kids to play. We're actually now, I think, think some school districts are not going to let kids play up until they get to high school, you know, contact football. Right. So, and so, what's the difference with that? Do you have concussions issues in, in, in uh, rugby or no? In, in rugby, so like in other places in the world, there's a, there's, probably a bit more issues because that is their like contact sport you know right, right. we're like we have football here in america and yeah. like you know there's a lot of studies like um if you're a high school football player you know in one season you will take 456 collisions that will you know you know That's rattle like you head. yeah yeah that could that could cause damage to the brain now are all of them actually giving you long-term damage to your brain you know there's still a lot of science and stuff but um rugby Rugby is a bit more protected. The technique of tackling and stuff, um, is, it's just different. The collision is much different. Uh, yeah, I so didn't you, see many head, yeah. head on head. So you, you train, you're trained differently. You, you, you train to keep yeah. your head away from yeah. out of harm's way. No, and you. there's also rules you can't tackle above the head. So guys aren't aiming, you know, you, you're not aiming at people's necks right. and heads and yeah. stuff. You Who's know? that one guy out there on the field that wears that skull cap? Who's he? Uh, there. Well, we is got that a couple a choice, guys. Or I don't know if it, it was is a, a choice. It, no, it is a choice. It's oh, a choice. So okay. you, you choose to wear it. Um, I know. So if the bigger guys got it, they protect their ears because when they scrum, their their ears are their heads are between two people's hips. I mean, they're in there and, and they're a lot pushing. Of cauliflower ear, going cauliflower on. ear yeah, and stuff. Yeah, from and wrestling then, too. Yeah, yeah, we, exactly. we, ain't, we ain't got much time, but scrum is when they get together all in the middle. Yeah. So like, if if you if you drop a ball forward. The other team gets you have a scrum and the other team gets to put the ball in. Okay. So it's like a turnover. Nice. Yeah, yeah. You know. So nice. there's a lot of that that goes on. Well, cool. Well, that was very informative. I mean, I, we hope everyone gets out to the stadium. Man, thank uh, you, Nate. Man, appreciate it. Hey, man. Nate, can you hang me. out? We uh, do a white lion uh, tea time, which you're sipping right here. You want to hang with us? Of course I do. Yeah, I'd love to. Good. When we come back, Mo, the Chef Rock and Friends show, coming to you live with from Nate, man. With Nate, man. We're excited. Man. Sweet. Yeah, good stuff. You know this one. You know this is. James. Soul Man. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. We've had one heck of a show. Awesome show today, man. But you know what time it is? Tea time, bro. It's tea time. White Lion tea time. Man, I never thought that in my life I'd be saying out tea time. Nate, you know what I'm saying? I have a tea time. Tea time? Yeah. Well, well you're, you have a tea time. <laughs> yeah. I think most guys thinking golf. Yeah, yeah. But we're going to have a tea time. Now, White Lion makes these incredible organic teas. Mm. We're going to send you home with one today. Mm. Today's uh, tea of the day. Not is one tea. We'll see you with a whole box. It's a mint me- uh, melody. Yeah. Medley. Med- melody. What a nice melody. Uh, it's made with peppermint and spearmint, and we cooked it up in our Turbo Pot cookware. And if you use Chef Rock as the promo code, you can get 15% off at TurboPot.com. What do you think of that tea? Very nice. Very love, yeah, refreshing. All organic. You go to White Lion Tea. Uh, also, remember, our panati is available at 7-Elevens. Go visit our friends at Grape in India uh, and buy up all that panati to go's. Some of the best stuff. We had a wonderful time here today. This white lion tea is so good, so easy to use. Mm. Yummy. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you. Salute. Hey, Chef Rock. All right. Chef Rock is highly skilled. Chef Rock. And yes, it's thrill. Chef Rock. See what he 
You're listening to ESPN Radio 1700.